0: Let's look at some things. I want to deal with the subject tonight, directing your faith towards victory. Uh, I learned something years ago, and when the Lord brought the revelation of faith into our lives, uh, of course, that's, that's the vision of our church. And uh, years ago, when he said the vision for your life and ministry is to build people's faith and frame their worlds by the Word of God, well, to build something, you got to know something about it. And, uh, you know, faith for many people is just another subject in the Bible. I mean, it's, so, it's something that they read and they'll even make statements. Well, you got to have faith. I mean, even the world has songs. You got to have faith, you know. And, but faith to them is just a belief. Uh, it might even border on trust. But it's not what the Bible says. There's a difference. There's there's subjects in the Bible that there's a difference. There's worldly hope and there's Bible hope. There is uh, a natural faith and there's Bible faith. Bible faith never fails. Amen. Can't fail. Because what makes it what it is cannot fail. The Word cannot fail. Amen. Amen. God cannot fail. Amen. And uh, when you understand what the scripture says about the workings of faith and you understand uh, let's look at 2nd Corinthians 4 I want you to see some characteristics of faith when you begin to understand these qualities of faith and how to direct your faith the the Lord told me that the essence of what we do is when we teach on faith and on the word it, it is something that you can go home that night and use. Yes. Has to be that way. Yes. If faith is confusing to you, whoever was teaching it didn't know what they're talking about. Amen. It's just that simple. Yeah. Because faith uh, is the key. Yes. 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 Second Corinthians 4, notice what it says in verse 13. It says, we having the same spirit of faith, The same spirit of faith. There are those that can teach the subject of faith, but they don't have the spirit of faith. Because you have to understand that faith is as much caught as it is taught. Faith is something you catch. The spirit of faith is something that you catch. And there are people that will teach faith as a subject, and it has a hollowness to it. Because faith has a spirit. There's a spirit of faith. Amen. Amen. And that spirit of faith is this spirit of victory. It's this spirit of overcoming. Paul says, and he gives us some characteristics here. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. David said that in Psalm 116, 10. Then he said, we also believe. And therefore speak. Okay. Well the word therefore is. The key. If you're believing. You're speaking. We believe. So we speak. Amen. Amen. There's no such thing as quiet faith. And what faith speaks. And what faith says. Is what the word says. You are not in faith about something if you're speaking things contrary to what the Word says. You are not in faith. You can say you're believing God, but if you're saying something contrary, you are not. Period. Because faith says what God says. Take time to tell your neighbor, faith says what God says. Amen. Amen. I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 14, the next characteristic of faith, knowing. Faith knows. Faith doesn't surmise, faith doesn't guess, faith doesn't think, faith knows. Amen. If you deal with somebody and you say, well, you know, uh, uh, how's this going? Well, I think it's getting better. That's not faith. That's human hope. That is, that is hope based on what the Word says and looking at what the Word says and then saying, well, I hope that's true. Faith knows. Faith knows. That only comes from heart meditation on what God said. When you know, that you know, that you know, that you know, faith has come. Amen. Do, do you see this? So faith knows. The third characteristic of faith, verse 17. For our light affliction, faith looks at the things you're challenged with as light. Not many amens on that one. Amen. Faith looks at what challenges you as light. Yeah, but it's a heavy burden. That's because you're carrying it and you're not supposed to be. The shield of faith is what quenches all the fiery darts of the wicked. So what is quenching the fiery darts of the wicked? What is bearing up under the pressure? What is receiving the pressure? Faith. Is that right? And how many of the fiery darts of the wicked does it quench? How many? All All of them. So what what Pastor Michelle said tonight, that if the shield is only halfway up, I I can have contact with those flaming missiles. I've got to keep talking and keep the shield all the way up. Amen. Because it looks at it as light. And notice how it also looks at it. It's but for a moment, momentary. That's how faith looks at it. Faith doesn't deny, but faith says this is light and momentary. It's light and momentary. Why? Because look at, look at some of the scriptures people quote. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Right? Amen. Do you see that? So it's light and momentary. Next, verse 18, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal, while we look not at the things which are seen, I don't care how you paint it, that seems like an oxymoron, how is it possible to not look at what I see? Because there's another set of eyes. We don't look at what is seen. That doesn't mean you don't notice it or that it's not there. It means that's not what has your attention. We don't look at the things that are seen. If somebody's always talking about how bad it is, how sick they are, how hard it is, how much pressure they have, they're not in faith. Oh, but pastor, this is hard. No, it's not hard. It's just these are the principles of faith. When someone's constantly talking about how rough it is, and oh, I'm so sick, and everything's going wrong, do you know what they're saying, and this is coming, and that's coming, that's, that's not what faith says. That's not what faith sees. I'm not looking at what is seen. I'm looking at what is not seen. Because faith doesn't waste its time focused on things that are temporary. It's looking at the things that are eternal. The situation that you're dealing with tonight, whatever it is, faith says at best it's temporary. At best it's temporary. It cannot last. Why? It's momentary. It's temporary. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, am I ever going to get well? You've got to change that to I know I'm going to be well. I know I am well. I know I'm healed right now. I am the Lord that heals you. I am the Lord your healer. We sang it tonight. He sent his word and healed their diseases. Peter did not say in the New Testament, by his stripes, you're going to be healed. He said, by his stripes, you were healed. You were healed. That's what faith will take you back to. If I were, it's not good English, but if I were, I am. Hallelujah. It's important that you understand these characteristics of faith. Because it all starts with I believed, therefore have I spoken. And it ends with not looking at what is seen, but what is not seen. If you don't believe and speak, you'll never get to not looking at what is seen and looking at the eternal things. Because it it begins with believing and speaking. Amen. Let's go to Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. Hallelujah. <laughs> notice verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So notice right away, the writer of Hebrews says faith is two things. Substance and evidence. Substance and evidence. Conviction. Title deed. The, the 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 definition in the Greek is the conviction that something's true. And evidence, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence that the word evidence just simply means proof. Evidence supports something. Amen. God's word is enough evidence. If I use it in the spiritual realm. The word, God's word is enough evidence. Amen. See faith is not nothing. But you've got to live and stay in the spiritual realm. The problem we have with a lot of Christians today. That are just afraid as the world, as the world is. Is they're living in the physical realm. They're not living in the faith realm. They're not living in the spiritual realm. When Paul talked about walking in the spirit and you'll not fulfill the lusts of the flesh, very often we just put that in the context of sin. One of the lusts of the flesh is to worry and enter into care. And Paul said you walk in the spirit and you won't do that. Amen. Amen. I looked at my wife today and I said, honey, it is so great not to have to worry. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to do it. I wrote wrote the book, Refusing the Care. I am not going to worry. Amen. 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 But you got to do what? Live in the spiritual realm. Satan wins every time in the sense realm. Because in the sense realm, he can prove to you you're sick. All he's got to do is ask you how you feel. In the sense realm, he can prove to you that you're broke. He's just got to show you your checkbook. In the sense realm. Do you see this? Amen. In the syndrome. Brother Hagen preached the message years ago, the arena of faith, and he said, you've got to keep the devil in the arena of faith, in the arena of faith, you win every time, amen, now think about that, how many times a day do you suppose that that people that are living in the syndrome? how many times a day does the thought come to them, I could die, I could go broke. I could this, what happens here? How many of those thoughts run through their mind? Probably countless. Mm-hmm. Because why? They're living in the in the natural realm, the sense realm, and they have no defense. There's no shield. If you're in the natural sense realm, your shield of faith is somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You might even be holding it, but it's down here. Yeah. Amen. You cannot direct your faith towards victory, towards healing, towards prosperity, or towards anything else if you're not holding on to it and using it correctly. Amen. How do you get, by His stripes I'm healed, into your body? How, how do you get delivered from a spirit of fear and get the spirit of faith? Well, number one, you got to switch kingdoms, Amen. You have to quit trying to live in the natural realm. And start living in the spiritual realm. That's where faith comes in. Amen. Do you see this? Faith is how you contact God. Faith faith is how you do that. Before a thing is manifested, you have to stay in faith. You have to maintain your contact with God and with His Word in the spiritual realm. Amen. So before a thing is manifested, you've got to maintain contact with God and His Word. Never lose contact with the Word. Nothing else, I should not have more contact with anything else than I do the Word. Because this is where faith comes from. Every natural thing can be used by the devil to try to affect your faith. I don't care how well meaning it is. I don't I don't care I don't care whether it's liberal or conservative, it can be used by the devil to try to affect your faith. Amen. Amen. I've had, I've had people basically look at me. They may not use these same words, but they'll say, all this is going on in the world, and this person failed. What makes you think you're any different? My faith. Amen. My faith. Amen. Faith will back up whatever stand you take. Yeah. Praise you understand? But it starts with you what? Believing and speaking. Right, we're going to quote this verse in a minute. But but when you hear something about sickness, or you hear something about destruction, and you open your mouth and say, uh, 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 I, will die, I, will "I will not die, but I will live." Amen. I will not die, but I will live. Amen. A thousand may fall at my side, and ten thousand at my right hand, but it will not come near me. Right? That's what faith says. Now that's pretty close. A thousand at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but not coming near me. No, no evil will befall me. No plague will come to my dwelling. Is that what the Bible says? See, you got to maintain contact with that. You got to talk about your house. See that house? It's a plague-free house. Amen. See that house? It's a destruction-free house. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. See this body? Disease-free zone. Hallelujah. Now, I don't have anything. I'm not going to get anything. Hallelujah. Why? I'm maintaining my contact with the Word of God. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 Do you see that? Yeah. I said, do you see that? And 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 don't allow yourself to be drawn into conversations that will try to compromise what you believe. What do you think about all this? And and what do you think about? I don't. I don't. Amen. I've I've had I've had preachers say, "What do you think about so and so?" I don't. That'll compromise my faith. Am I helping you tonight? See, faith is not nothing. You need your faith every, every day is a faith day. You need your faith every day. Every day I need to get up and put my faith to work on something. Number one, starting with you. I need to get up and put my faith to work on me every day. Every day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's no day you don't use your faith. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Do you see this? Faith is trust. But it's more than trust. Faith is substance. It's evidence. It's proof. Faith is proof. When you know you're in faith you have the proof. The proof is not when you get it. The proof is when the faith is there. One day, hear me, one day you will just get out of bed and know, I got it. What has happened? Faith has come. You'll just know, I'm, I'm, I'm out of debt. You'll just know, I'm healed. And you can go to the doctor and they can run all the tests and still say you're sick, but you know you're healed. That's not a hope. That's not a good thought. You know, right here, you know you're healed. What's happened? Faith has come. I got proof. Hallelujah. Remember that's what James said? He said, you you show me your faith by your works, I'll show you my works by my faith. Amen. Amen. In, other, in other words, you're basing your faith on something that can be seen, but I'm telling you, I'm going to do something that you can't see and I'm going to do it by faith. Yeah. <laughs> well, show me the report. Show me where the doctor said you're healed. I don't need that doctor's report. I'm going to get it, but I don't need it. I know Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 See, you got to use your faith every day. You know, medical science tells us that every day, every day, your body wards off all kinds of germs and viruses things that could make you so sick and kill you but the antibodies in your body just rise up and reject them and say we're not going to have it and you got to put faith in that every day my body responds immediately my immune system responds immediately to anything that comes near me anything that touches me it dies instantly in the name of Jesus because I am redeemed from sickness (sighs) shh Woo! Glory to God. Been bought, and God didn't buy a sick body. He bought and paid for a whole well body. Amen. And that's where I'm living. Yeah, but I still have this. It's okay that you still have that in the natural, that you still sense it, but in the in the faith realm, you're well. Amen. And one day what you couldn't do, you're going to get up and say, Oh my God, I can do that now. Yeah. Why? Because you have went from the area of receiving to the area of I have it. Yeah. Am I helping anyone? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Faith is a spiritual force that deals with the spiritual realm just like our senses deal with the physical realm. Faith is like a spiritual organ. It contacts the spiritual world. We could say it this way. Faith is the spiritual hand that reaches into the the realm of the spirit and receives for you what already belongs to you. There is nothing that you need that God needs to create. It already exists. It just exists in the realm of faith. Hebrews 11.3 says through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God and the things which were made were not made of things which do appear. The things were already there. But if you had been there with Jesus when he was creating the world with his words you would not have seen what he created the world with. Because his words called into existence what was already there. When you begin to declare healing over your body, healing's already there. You're just calling into existence what doesn't currently exist in your physical makeup. But it will because that's how faith operates. See, you're you're not just saying something long enough till you get it. That's that's not how it works. A positive confession is not just a positive word that you're trying to work something up faith is a spiritual hand and it goes into a real realm called the faith realm and it pulls out of there real things that you need healing is real healing exists healing is in everybody's heavenly bank account your heavenly bank account is full of healing Amen. Hallelujah. And here's how I withdraw it. Yes. I am the healed of the Lord. Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. What happened when you said that? Faith went into the spirit realm and laid hold of your healing. Yes. Amen. Yes. And the more you say it, it's come, it's, the, the word is nigh you, even in your heart and in your mouth, even in your heart and in your mouth. Amen? In your mouth, in your heart, in your mouth, into your heart, in your mouth, into your heart. So faith is two places, in your mouth and in your heart. (laughs) What, what, What does that mean? You use your mouth to feed your heart. And when you come up against a hard time, your mouth will feed your heart. Or your heart will feed your mouth. When you're not facing a physical challenge, you're spending time in the Word, feeding your heart the Word with your mouth. And then when you need it, your heart will feed your mouth the Word. Yes, it will. Praise God. Hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you see that? And what a lot of believers believe is this. is the, Lord, help me say this right. Is that God has to do something. To heal you. I have to use my faith. To procure. What's already complete. If you're sick in your body. There's just a level of incompletion there. And I have to use my faith. To remedy that. Because I'll hear people say. Well if the Lord would just heal me. Mm-mm. mm that's that's not scriptural. With his stripes you were healed. Redemption is a complete package for everybody. Right? Meaning that my healing's already there. For every Christian. If there was there's enough healing power. In 1 Peter 2, 24, to clean out every sick room, in every hospital, in every emergency room, in the entire world. There's enough power in that one verse to heal everybody that needs to be healed. What, what's the key? Where's the key? Brother Hagan was, <laughs> was sitting at a table with another minister one day. And a, and a person in a wheelchair came by. They couldn't walk. And if I remember correctly, this person had been in the meeting the night before and they wheeled this person by and the other minister looked at Brother Hagan and said, uh, 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 can that person be healed? And Brother Hagan said, yes, if somebody will pay the price. If you'll pay the price to put the word in your heart with your mouth and declare what God said, healing will be the result. Bottom line, every time, all the time. But I've got to pay the price to say, I am going to in, in shower myself with the Word of God. Yeah. Amen? Hmm. Oh. If you can understand how to fear, you can understand how to faith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you know how to worry, you know how to faith. When you begin to worry about the thing that you fear, you're releasing negative faith. Yeah. What about this? And what about that? Well, wait a minute. Think you're releasing something. Yeah. Yeah. It's negative faith. Yeah. Mark 11, 23 and 24 works for the devil too. <laughs> you should see how y'all are looking at me. <laughs> because what Jesus say? If you believe in your heart, Right? Is that what he said? He said, he said, I tell you, if any of you will say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things that he say have come to pass, he'll have whatever he says. Did he say you'd have whatever you say? So the enemy is just sitting there inundating your mind with thoughts to get you to say something because he knows you'll have what you say. You, you are the only entity, the only being that God created that has the power of words. And what you say, you're going to receive. Now, you settle that. Look, 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 look at Mark 5. Am I helping you? Mark 5. Boy, I looked at that clock again and it boogered me again for a minute. <laughs> Woo! Well, dear Lord, I've been preaching over an hour already. Mark 5, 25. And we'll, we'll read. Well, let's start in verse 25. And we'll just read. And a certain woman had an issue of blood 12 years. And had suffered many things of many physicians. Spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I will be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her plague, of that plague. Jesus immediately, now this is important, Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue, or as Brother Hagan says, virtue, virtue, had gone out of him. Now wait a minute. Somebody drew this out of me. What he's saying. He's being thronged. The Woos Bible says a claustrophobic group. I mean, this is tight. But Jesus, in the middle of that multitude, goes, oh, wait a minute. That was something I hadn't felt before now. Turned about in the the press and said, who touched my clothes? And you know the disciples said, well, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? He looked round about and saw to see her that had done this thing. The woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him told him all the truth. And he said unto her, daughter, my great power has healed you. No, your faith has made you whole. Your faith. So Jesus said this woman's faith made her whole. Is that what it says? Yes. She directed her faith towards her healing. Yeah. She directed her f- faith. needs a direction. Yeah. Yeah, God. Faith needs a direction. She said, notice, she said, if I can touch his clothes, I'll be whole. <laughs> now, how many people do you know that say things like this? Well, I don't know. I thought it was getting better, but it doesn't seem to be getting any better. And I thought, but boy, I got up this morning. I don't feel no better. And it's this and it's that. And the doctor said, and the doctor said, and this guy said, and it's incurable. And there's nothing they can do. Do you realize that person is directing their faith towards they can't do nothing. It's impossible. It's incurable. Right? Right? The Bible says this woman was in a hopeless state. She had spent everything she had and wasn't getting any better. She was getting worse. But she said. What was the first thing she did? She heard of Jesus. She heard the word. She heard what was going on. And something came into her spirit. If I can just touch His clothes, I don't have to get Him to lay hands on me. I don't even have to get Him to say anything to me. If I can just touch His clothes, I'll be whole. Yeah. Now listen, that's not a cute story. This woman is teaching us how to direct our faith. Yeah. God. When is faith? Now. When? Now. now. So when are you healed? When? When? Tell your neighbor, I'm healed now. now. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't wait for the end of service. You're healed now. You're healed right now. now. Amen. Oh, glory. Her statement pointed her faith towards healing. If I touch him, I'll be whole. Amen. 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 Then what did she do? She acted in the direction she had directed her faith. And the result was she was healed. If I can touch his clothes, I'll be whole. And then she acted. And what happened? She was healed. Amen. Faith is directed in a specific direction. Faith doesn't operate just willy-nilly. It needs a direction. Faith needs a lane to operate in. Faith needs a direction. I've got to direct my faith. When Pastor Michelle said what she said about your wallet tonight, that wasn't just a a word of faith statement. You need to direct prosperity to where you want it to go. Amen. When you pull out your checkbook and you say, listen to me, I'm fully supplied. I'm completely funded. I'm rich, rich, rich. I'm out of debt. My needs are met. I got plenty more to put in store. Amen. When Amen. you walk through your house and you say, House, you are filled with pleasant and precious riches. In the household of the righteous, there's treasure to be desired. Amen. Glory to God. What are you doing? You're telling faith what to bring you. Because faith, Jesus said in the book of Luke, faith is the servant of the believer. That's what he said. He said, faith does what you tell it. Hallelujah. I've, I've had people tell me, well, you're one of them guys you just think you can boss God around. Come on, man, give me a break. No, nobody bosses God around. God's God. But he said, when you come to me with my word and faith in my word. I am honor-bound to do what I said I would do in my word. God's justice demands that he does what his word says. And he said the way you access it is by faith. He said if any man come unto me, I will in no wise cast him out. Is that what he said? Hallelujah. What Jesus say about believing? He said to a believer nothing's impossible. Is that right? Yes. So, so that's got to be the direction of your faith. Nothing's impossible. And it doesn't matter if nobody else has seen it. Uh, they're, they're, y- y'all know the, the Molson's, Jim and Carrie Molson. And, and we're, we're seeing changes over and over in her, in her body. I've got two stories for you. Over and over in her body. You know, she went to the doctor and the doctor said, you know, what you have is what they call idiopathic. What that means, we don't, we don't know what it is. That's the file they put what they don't know about in. Oh, this is an idiopathic disease. In other words, where this is concerned, we're idiots. We don't know what it is. I mean, I'm not being, being, being negative. It's just the way it is. We don't know what it is. We, we know what it does, but we don't know what it is. And so the doctor looked at her and he said, well, you know, we're going to put you on this pump. And and so they implanted a a pump in her body and it would drip medicine on her heart and keep the heart from swelling and and all these different things. And when they told her that, Carrie said, okay, but I'm going to be off this pump. And you know, the doctor did what doctors do. Natural doctor. He went, well, okay, I mean, there is a pill that you can get on, but, you know, there's no guarantees. And Carrie said, well, I will be off this pump and on the pill. Yeah. A few months later, a few months later, she, she started kind of getting sick, and they were talking to me, and we, we were agreeing. And as I was praying in the Holy Spirit, I said, look, I'm not giving medical advice. Go talk to her doctor. I said, it, could it be possible that medicine is making her sick? They went and talked to the, went to the doctor's office. The, the nurse practitioner was there. The doctor was doing something else. And they asked the nurse practitioner. She said, that's very possible. Mm-hmm. Interesting, the next doctor's visit, they said, well, we're going to take you off the pump and put you on this pill. Yeah. The minute they gave her the prescription and told her she was on that pill, you know what she said? I'm going to be pill free. Yeah. Oh, Glory. Amen. And progressed and progressed and progressed until at the beginning of this year, she went in and had to do her next stress, stress test. Man, she all but ran on that treadmill and the doctor said, your numbers are mind-blowing. Wow. Wow. Amen. Y'all, y'all, y'all remember little, little Jalen Yoakum that was born and when he was born, his heart was in such a horrible condition that the doctor said, the best thing you can do is wrap him up and take him home because he's going to die. Enjoy a couple days with him because he can't live. And they called, I was sitting in the office and they called us. And I didn't just immediately do a knee jerk prayer. I thought I got to hear from God here. On, and I went back and was talking to my wife. And she made a statement by the Holy Spirit. She said Philip they can't tell us what to believe. Amen. Man that's, that imprinted my spirit. And I went and called him back. I said, Josh, you're standing on the word. They can't tell you what to believe. So they went to the doctor and they said, no. They said, no, we're going to keep him in the hospital and we're going to believe God. Amen. Amen. Over, little by little, that child progressed. He was in the hospital a long period of time. But when the time came, they wrapped their child up and took him home to live. Not to spend a couple days. He just celebrated his second birthday. The doctors are still astounded that he made it. But he made it and he was just running all around the church. They sent me videos of him eating his second bowl of food. A baby that was supposed to die that could not live. Yet his parents took their words and directed their faith. And said our child will not die but he will live in Jesus name. Oh, and by the way, he's got a little brother now, too. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Am I helping you? Yeah. Yeah. There's a man in Birmingham, Alabama that came to Brother Hagin's uh, meeting there. And uh, uh, earlier in his life, he had not been uh, in the best of circumstances. And he, he got into a tussle with the police and got shot in the spinal cord. Severed his spinal column. Not just injured, severed. In a a wheelchair, can't walk, paralyzed, forever. Came to that meeting in Birmingham, Alabama, at the convention center there. And Brother Hagin said, we're going to be praying for those in wheelchairs on such and such a night. And he said, that's my night. I'm going to walk out of here that night. Amen. Now, now, you know, we start telling stories like this, and we know the end result. Because I'm probably not going to tell you a story where it didn't work. right but there's a key here there's a period of time between I believe I receive it and there it is but what's the proof in between that time faith so he's sitting there that's my night going going out the doors looking at the ushers that's my night I'm going to get it that night and people say, well, why, why didn't he say, I'm going to get it today? Well, number one, hands weren't being laid on him that day. And number two, it takes a period, of, it takes some time for the seed to grow. Yeah. But he came to every meeting and was in every meeting. And the night Brother Hagin went to lay hands on people that were in wheelchairs, he, he, they, they had six or seven of them. And he laid hands on them. And man, some of them made an effort to get up. He got to that guy. And the witnesses that were, a good friend of mine was there. Scott Webb was there. And he said, when Brother Hagin laid hands on that man, he just got close to him. And it's like the fire jumped out of him and got in that man. That guy stood up. Wait a minute. He doesn't have a, his spinal cord is severed. He stood up. Had not walked in however long. Stumbled over and fell on the usher. And they both went down. He jumped up and is running. Had a severed spinal cord when he came to church that night. What was he doing from Monday through the weekend? Directing his faith towards healing. Amen. You got to move from some point to God will heal me to God has healed me to I am healed. Amen. Amen. Woo, look at Mark 11. Praise God. God. I remember the day I was reading this in Mark 11. And I came across this verse 22. It says, Jesus answered and said unto them, have faith in God. The Woos Bible says, be constantly having faith. And that's when the Lord spoke to me and said, every day is a faith day. Every day is a faith day. Constantly having faith. Where a lot of people miss it with their faith walk is this. Is they build their faith for something. And then when they receive that something. They back off. I, I liken it to this. I've done a lot of weddings as a pastor. A lot of weddings. And I will hear this comment over and over again. By the bride. Well. I'm not eating because I have to fit into my dress. (laughs) Well, I've heard this before. Well, we're going on vacation, taking a cruise. I'm on a diet because I want to look good in my swimsuit. So that's not something they plan to continue. (laughs) I'm just going to fit in the dress. Then after I fit in the dress, it's just... No holds barred. Right? He's going to let it all hang out. That's how a lot of people do their faith. Oh, I need this. And they get in there and they get in the faith gym and they're lifting and they're doing what they need to do. Right? Building their faith. And God is a respecter of faith. And you build your faith about something, it'll come to you. But here's the thing, there's something else you're going to need or something else that God's going to ask you to do and you may not always have the time to get your faith built. So, which day is the faith day? day? Every day. Notice what he said, verse 23. For truly I say to you that whosoever We'll say to this mountain, now this is important because this means whosoever can operate God's faith, whoever. People say, oh, that guy's just, he's on another level. He's such a man of faith. He's on another level. He's on a level that you can get to. She is on a level that you can get to. God is not a respecter of persons. God has given to each man the measure of faith. Every person, every person under the sound of my voice has the ability to to build your faith to whatever level you want to build it to because you've got all the faith you need right here. Amen. Hallelujah. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed, be cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things he saith comes to pass, he'll have whatever he says. Notice, we'll have what we say. More than just positive and negative. What you say is evidence of where your faith is directed. Amen. Well, Pastor, nothing's going right. Now, people say, oh, that's so negative. It's evidence of where that person's faith is going. It is negative. But it's negative because that's what they're focusing on. Amen. Well, you know, I just don't feel any better. That's evidence of where their faith is directed. Think about it. When you got up this morning, those of you that are married, did you wake up and feel married? Probably not. Patricia's saying no. That's not a bad thing. It's just, how do you feel married? I am. I just am. I'm married. Well, do you feel like it? It's irrelevant. Are you saved? I say, are you saved? Did you feel saved this morning? Maybe not. It's irrelevant. I'm healed. I'm saved. Right? That's why people say, well, I would just just like to feel like God's meeting my needs. Whether you feel, it's irrelevant. (laughs) He said, I will supply all of your need. According to my riches in glory. I am a born winner. I don't have to feel like a winner. I'm a born winner. Right? I mean, if somebody comes up to you and says, are you a man? Yes. What's it feel like? What do you mean? Don't understand the question. That's what I, I was born that way. Right? I'm right. What's it, what's it feel like to be a woman? It's, a, it's an irrelevant question. Amen. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't feel any better. That's irrelevant. If you're healed, you're healed. Feelings will change. Faith never changes. Faith holds the course. Well, I hope it doesn't return. And what if it does? You'll use faith to evict it again. F.F. Bosworth said this in his book, Christ the Healer. He said more people lose their healing over a counterattack than anything else. Because the enemy is always going to try to steal, kill, and destroy. So he will try to bring something back. What do you do? You just use your faith to evict it again. If you ever do anything one time by faith, you can do it again by faith. Amen. Glory to God. If you've used your faith for anything, you can use your faith for anything. Do you see this? Well, you know, at my age, what's that got to do with anything? You've just tagged it. Yeah, once I'm this age, you know. Sound like you're a horse and they just need to take you out and shoot you. (laughs) Well, you know, at my age. (laughs) No, your age has nothing to do with your quality of life. Am I helping you? Amen. I'm here to tell you tonight. The lazy boy recliner is not your final destination. <laughs> right? It, it might be comfortable. I have one. They're comfortable. But that's, there's no scripture that says you shall get to a certain age and the laziest boyeth shall be your destination. You need to meditate on scriptures like Moses was 120 and his eyesight was not dim and his natural force was not abated. At 85 years of age Caleb came and he said listen, 45 years ago we came in this land and Moses promised me that mountain. Now you give me that mountain. I'm still strong as I was the day we came into this land. I know there's giants there but I'll kill them and fertilize the earth with their body amen Amen. faith is directing him somewhere and that's why the scripture says in the old testament he said there's only two that are going to go in the land he said that's my servants Caleb and Joshua and he said it's because they had a different spirit in them what they have the spirit of faith Amen. amen Do you see that? So you're going to live long and strong. I declare to you right now, your joints are mending themselves. I declare to you right now that 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 every ligament, every joint in your body is restoring itself in the name of Jesus. Your body is designed for a long life. In the name of Jesus, Hallelujah! I'm going to hurry. Look at Psalm 90, Psalm 90, directing your faith towards healing, towards victory. Psalm 90 verse 10. Now, depending on what kind of Bible you have, many of you may see Psalm 90 and then underneath it, it says a prayer of Moses, the man of God. Now this is important. Because if you read through this you'll see that he's talking about the children of Israel. And he says in verse 9, all our days are passed away or turned away in your wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. So in other words, we're 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 suffering because we're not doing what you've told us to do, and we're under judgment. The days, now in the Hebrew, the center column reference says, "As for the days of our years, in them are seventy years, and if by strength, eighty fourscore. Yet is their strength labor and sorrow, for it soon cut off, and we fly away." Now, here's something I want you to see. This verse. Is not an age limit. Preachers, I've heard preachers preach that. Well, you know, the Bible says we got 70 years, and if by strength, 80. It's not what it said. Moses made it personal for the children of Israel. He said, Our years are 70, and if we're strong, 80. Now, I mean, you can direct your faith to 70 or 80 years. It's up to you. But you got a choice. This is not a promise. This is a statement, not a promise. Mm-hmm. That's not when we begin to, to begin to look for things to fall apart. What do you expect? I'm 70. And? What does that mean? What does that mean? It's just a number. At 70 years of age, Jack LaLanne was pulling three rowboats full of people across the the San Francisco Channel. Handcuffed. Uh, Maybe that don't impress you. It impresses me. And, and I don't know if he was a believer in Jesus Christ or not. They asked him in his 70s, how long do you work out? He said four hours every day. Because he said age is just a number. Yes. How much more should those of us filled with the Holy Spirit that have access to the Word declare that old age is not going to creep up from me and just take my life away from me? Amen. Amen. You catch me old age, you're going to be busy. Amen. I got things to do. I got planes to fly. I got churches to build. I got churches to plant. You got things to do for God. You've got people that need you to lay your hands on them and see them healed. You got blessings that need to come into your life. Don't you leave this earth with one thing on the table. You take it all. Amen. Psalm 91 verse 16. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Length of days is what that means. So how long are we supposed to live till we're satisfied? Till we're satisfied. If you get satisfied at 80, go on home. But if you're not satisfied, just keep living. Just keep living. Amen. Brother Hagan said, If you hear I died, you'll know I got satisfied. Amen. That's what he always said. He said, I'm going to live till I'm satisfied. Amen. Glory to God. Say this out loud. Say there's no scripture. That says I have to be sick to die. Sickness should not rob you of your life. You say well you got to die of something. Yeah. How about old age? Amen. How about just living. Till you feel like this old body. Has outlived its usefulness. And I'm just going home. Read about the patriarchs. I was reading the other day about Isaac. It says says Isaac was old and he just drew his feet up in the bed and went home. Amen. 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 Isn't that great? Glory Glory to God. E.W. Kenyon, many of you have read after Kenyon. Jesus the healer and and, uh, new creation realities and these uh, from the cross to the throne, these different things. Kenyon sat at the breakfast table with his family and said, I'm going home tomorrow. People say, what happened? He got up the next day and went to heaven. Praise God. Amen. My father called me on a, on a Monday morning early, about 2.30 in the morning. And he said, son, I've talked to the Lord. And he said, I can come home. Okay. <laughs> He said, he said, he told me I don't have to, but if I want to, I can. He said, and I want to. I'm just calling to tell you. People say, what happened? Just a few hours later, he was in heaven. Amen. My mother was trying to get him to move. She needed to make the bed up. He's sleeping. She woke him up, said, I need you to move. He said, what do you need me to do? She said, roll over on your right side. So he rolled over on his right side. She did what she needed to do. And she said, I walked around to the other side of the bed and he was gone. Never gasped for air, never made a sound, just went to heaven. She said he didn't lay there and his eyes weren't fixed and open. His eyes were closed and there was a complete look of peace on his face. He just went to heaven. Now I didn't want him to go. I think he was too young to go. I think 78 is too young to go. In my opinion. But I wasn't where he was. But all my life I can remember my dad saying when it's time for me to go home I'm just going to lay down and go. I'm just going to lay down and go. And that's what he did. He just laid down and went. I'm not helping you tonight. Look at Psalm 118 verse 17. I'm almost done. That's not a threat. It's a statement. Notice verse 17, I shall not die, but live, and declare the works of the Lord. I will not die, but I will live, and declare the works of the Lord. What does that mean? Whatever's coming against me, I'm not going to die from it. I'm going to live, and I'm going to tell everybody I run into, God did this for me. Isn't that great? That's directing your faith towards healing and long life. I will not die. Well, you know, this is out there and that's out there and you know it's killing people. That's okay, but I will not die. I mean, when I say that's okay, I mean, I I don't like it, but here's the thing. I'm not going to die. I'm not going to die just because people say there's something out there that I should die from. Are you following me? If the church would be like the world and get all their voices behind what the word says. We'd see a lot, a lot of victory a lot quicker. Amen. Yeah. Say it out loud. I will not die. But I will live. And declare the works of the Lord. I got one last verse for you. Matthew chapter 8. I've got to get this to you. Have you received tonight? Amen. Amen. The word is medicine. The Bible says it's medicine. It's health to all our flesh. Oh, glory. Matthew 8. And this is, uh, again, a familiar passage of Scripture. But it's one that many years ago changed my life. And for the sake of time, I'll paraphrase Jesus went to Capernaum and a centurion came and began to beseech him. that He said, my servant lies at home uh, sick of the palsy. He's grievously tormented. And Jesus said, I'll come heal him. One of the other gospels says that the Jews came to Jesus and said, this man is worthy that's asking you to do this because he built us a synagogue. So we see this man's heart. But the centurion answered. Now, you'll remember from our teaching, 21 weeks on our authority. The centurion answered and said, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Right? Because I'm a man under authority. I tell my servant to do this, and he goes. And I tell another, go, and he goes. I tell another, come, and he comes. And what Jesus say? He turned around the crowd and said, I've not found such great faith. How many people would have said, speak the word only? If Jesus looked at you and said, I'll come healing. If Jesus showed up to you tonight and said, I'm going to come home with you and I'll heal you. How many people would say, oh, just speak the word? This man directed his faith toward healing by saying just speak the word and my servant will be healed because he understood authority. Direct your faith towards healing and health by declaring all I need is the word. It's all I need. If the word says I'm healed then I'm healed. If the word says it that's what I am. I Do you see that? I am what the Word says I am. That's not just a new creature, not just the righteousness of God in Christ, not just holy and sanctified. You're healed. If the Word says it, then I am that. And you direct your faith that way. Because faith needs a direction. Faith needs a direction. Amen. It is much better to be healed by exercising my faith than it is to be healed by the laying on of hands. Because the laying on of hands requires the faith of two. The person having hands laid on them and the one laying hands. If I get it by directing my own faith, I'll keep it.